For ladies from across the world We have come just to give a word Come one, come two, come all Ride with us and we won't let you fall Loving God is what we've come to do Head of fighting queens, oh that's the Hello, family and friends. This is Jay Nice here. I am honored to be here with you all. Uh, I would first like to apologize about um, the episode coming out late, but today has been a very um, difficult day for me, but I am determined to uh, get this message out, but I had to uh, sit in silence for a while and read my word and just really dive in deep because what I have been dealing with today is very um, traumatic and I didn't want to do this episode from a place of bitterness. So I had to wait until God settled my heart. So I just hope that you all can understand where I'm coming from. And I hope that this um, message today that God laid on my heart would be um, edifying to those of you who are listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I am going to get right started with prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for those who are listening, God. We thank you for directing their steps and their path, Lord, to hear this podcast on today. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for every experience that have happened today, oh God, every um trauma, every cycle, every trial and tribulation that we all face. Oh God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your will will be done, Lord, that you will continue to get the glory from our lives and from our situations. Oh God, we thank you. We ask that you would decrease Jay Nice and increase Jesus. Oh God, we ask that you would just use me, Father God, so that your children will be able to hear your word and get out of this message what you have for them. I pray right now in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as I said, thank you all for tuning in. Today, this message is about um, self-esteem, confidence, and mainly, you know, rejection. And the fact that rejection isn't all bad. Now... Bear with me because I know you're probably like, what do you mean? Like, if somebody rejecting you, that's bad. You know, it feels bad at least, but technically, you know, it's not all bad. So just hear me out. I ask that you just, you know, um, listen with an open heart and open ears, you know? Um, so I believe that this season of my life and particularly um, has been uncertain Um, and I have had to trust God through the uncertainty and I will say like after you know God revealed some things to me today I would just say that I'm not gonna say that I failed the test but I will say that I I I would say I um 
allow certain things to get to me and I I allow myself to respond from a place of um I didn't turn the other cheek basically like Jesus teaches us to do. Um I mean for the most part I did but um I feel like I could have done better. I I should have done better or um but you know I'm human so I'm I'm not going to be perfect but I am, you know, striving to progress, you know, and it's just, it's, it's very hard in this season, I would say, um, um, listening to Purified's episode from last week, Life is Hard, uh, she basically, you know, hit a lot of things right on the head, like, uh, being a wife is hard, being a parent is hard, you know, for certain people, um, being a student, uh, athlete, whatever, you know, the task is that God has called you to, it could be difficult in our own ways, you know, and sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, how things basically we become like selfish and self, like the world revolves around us basically. And we don't really think about, you know, how our actions, you know, affect the the other person or people who are, you know, around us, whether they be family members, friends, you know, whoever the case may be. So the, the key takeaway that I want to give from this episode is the promise isn't void because of the pain that you're currently going through or have went through. God's promises are not null and void because we deal with trials and tribulations. Um, with so, I would like to you know dive in a little deeper. So this last month, I've been dealing with um, a lot. I have faced multiple you know, trials and with my family, school and my health and my finances and my career and my marriage, um, specifically, um, anything you can name, I probably done dealt with it, you know, um, for a while, the enemy had me starting to feel like works was my worth. And what I mean by this is I was breaking my back, my neck, you know, trying to be good enough a good enough wife, trying to be a good enough student, trying to be, you know, good at, you know, all these different things. And when I would get criticized or get feedback that wasn't, you know, good, quote unquote, you know, it would shatter any confidence I had or self-esteem or self-worth, like, because I had started to, um, allow my worth to be dictated by my works, you know, like if I'm doing things good or not. And it was like, you know, I didn't intentionally do it, but, um, it just, it just happened. You know, it happens sometimes like that. Um, I think that it's important to know that, you know, When we are going, you know, through these situations and we already are dealing with um, 
low self-esteem or, you know, a lack of confidence and things like that. Um, it's easy for us to allow people's words to hurt us and we take it personal and we our fight or flight response kick in to be like, you know, to defend ourselves, you know, and that's human nature. But I think um, what I want to strive to do is get past that, like, and think, okay, why did this trigger me? Um, you know, how can I react and respond in a way that is pleasing to God? You know, um, I think the lesson in this is to focus on the character of Jesus and not the critics, but I know that that's hard, you know, when the critics are loved ones, you know, who you care about, just say a husband who says, you know, demeaning or derogatory things to his wife or puts her down or, you know, makes her feel like she is not loved, not wanted, not appreciated, not, you know, cared for, um, whatever the case may be, um, it's it's definitely, you know, difficult to respond in a loving manner when someone is, you know, being cruel to you. Now, I just want to share my testimony and say that uh, I've been feeling, you know, some of those feelings. And the Lord, when I tell y'all, God literally, like, I was, I was, one day I was like so sad and, you know, so just downtrodden and just, just, man, I was just like feeling so bad. And God, so the first thing I did was, you know, like open up my Bible. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to get into a habit of where I, you know, run to God, you know, with my problems, you know, run to my quiet place, you know, run to God instead of running to, you know, things and, you know, trying to be strong in my own, in the way that I know how, you know, um, I'm definitely a work in progress, but I will say that I definitely do keep God first. I try to make God a priority in my life. Um, but the scripture is the scripture that God took me to, um, is Psalm 34 verses 17 through 22. I'm going to be reading out the Amplified Version. Um, Just, you know, since this is what I have uh, in my notes. It says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all of their distress and troubles. The Lord is near to the heartbroken, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit, contrite in heart, and truly sorry for their sin. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil will cause the death of the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be held guilty and will be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This instantly, y'all, this, this, when I read this scripture, I was like crying. Like I was, you know, like when you like so sad to the point where you just crying. So you just 
open your Bible and you, you know, you try to press into God. So at this point I was already like, you know, distressed and, you know, going through a lot and stuff. Um, and reading this scripture literally cheered me up. Like it just gave me a, a, it renewed my strength. It renewed my joy, my hope, my faith. You know, I had to remember, um, that, you know, I am not alone, that, you know, God is with me. You know, it was just a great reminder at the time where I could have just, you know, wallowed in my, you know, misery all night instead of just, you know, giving, casting my cares upon the one who can do something about it, you know? Um, now, going back to the topic rejection. Um, when people reject you, they honestly, they may not even mean no harm, but their rejection does impact you. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, it don't, but what I learned today is like, I was, uh, listening to this sermon by Stephanie Ike. It's called rejected for a purpose. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's on YouTube. You should go, you know, listen to the whole message because um I'm telling you, it will it will literally, you know, change a whole perspective about, you know, rejection and, and what it means and how it could be useful and it really just uh cheered me up. It cheered me up today. So I'm glad that um I get to share a little bit of it uh, with you all. So the main thing I learned is that rejection has nothing to do with your worth or value. Rejection just means that a person who may be rejecting you do not have the capacity to deal with you at that time. And that's okay. We all have our limits, you know, our limitations. Um, it may not be personal. It could just be God shifting and shaking things up to cause, you know, the individuals to grow, um, whether that be together or separate. Um, but I would definitely say um, in rejection, it literally, it's like, it directs you back on the right path um, to want to get closer to God, you know, like because when you feel rejected by the world, in order for you not to fall into a depression and stuff like that, you have to remember like who you are in Christ. Like, what do you believe in? Like, you know, what is your foundation on? It doesn't matter, you know, who built the house if the house wasn't built on the solid foundation, you know? Like, um, I think that is the key to remember that we can't put our faith in things and people. Um, we have to, our faith have to be in God. Like our expectations have to be in God. I think that was my mistake. Like, I think, I was able to get, um, the reason, okay, so I think that's going to help somebody. I would say the reason why 
Okay, so my expectations were frustrated, which is why I acted out in a way that wasn't Christ-like, right? Um, So I would say in order to prevent that from happening, um, we have to have expectations, but we have to have put our expectations for God and not men because men can disappoint us, right? So, and don't get me wrong, yeah, God can disappoint us too, but we know that we believe that God's God knows the beginning from the end. So, when it comes to us putting our expectations on God, we are flexible, you know, with those expectations. It's not like oh, well, I have this one thing that I'm praying in regard to and I'm not going to let up even if God say no. No, if if it's no, it's no. No means no, you know? And sometimes God says no. Sometimes, you know, we do things without um, speaking to God and, and consulting God before making life-altering decisions. And then God has to clean up our mess, you know? So I feel like, in those instances where um, we have to be humbled, um, we get broken, you know, we, we get, whether it be a broken heart or broken in any other area of your life, you get to a point where you have nothing but God and you have to realize like, okay, God, <laughs> you know, like you come back to your senses like, okay. And, and I think, Sometimes it's it's difficult, you know, because the pride gets in the way, what we feel, how we feel like we deserve to be treated and, you know, all of this stuff, which, you know, is valid. Nobody wants to be walked over. Nobody wants to be, you know, controlled. But I would say um, just like for me in my life, I'm learning. Well, today I really I feel like I really figured out what submission is. I always felt like um, control and submission were uh, at opposing, you know, ends of the spectrum. But I would say in order for like there to be order, someone has to be, you know, in control. And I would say that's, that's where um, I think that it can be, you know, misconstrued when, when people don't have, you know, pure intentions. Um, but I would say that even in so, you know, it is important. And Divine always told me this. It's important for us to stay in right standard with God, no matter what the other person is doing. No matter if some you walking down the street and somebody throw something at you, it's important for us not to you know, lash out at the people, at the person who is hurting us. Because uh, like the scripture says, um, now I'm paraphrasing, so bear with me. <laughs> it says, um, the, the, I'm, I'm regarding, I'm speaking in regard to the scripture that mentioned, like, it's easy to love people who love you, but it's, you know, what do you gain from that? Like, because it's, it's, we need endurance, you know, we need faith, we need grace, and we need the help of the Holy Spirit, quite frankly, you know, to help us be kind and gracious and, you know, exude the fruit of the Spirit when somebody is not being uh, 
very loving and, you know, respecting us or we feel like somebody is taking trying to take advantage of us, um, I would say there is a better way to um, go about doing so. Uh, we, we just got to consecrate in those times because consecration helps us to, you know, fight back the enemy, but it's not combative to the point where you're fighting the other person, you know, because we don't fight against, uh, flesh and blood. You know, we fight against strongholds and principalities in high places, you know, um, so I would just say in those times where we feel um, n- abused and mistreated and, you know, things like that, we just have to remember, like, if God is for us, who can be against us? The, the, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now, it never said that it would not form, but it will not be able to prosper. We just got to hold on to the confession that God is good, that God's word is true, that he is enough, that we are enough. We cannot allow people to um, get us to a point where we feel so low that we don't feel no good for God, that we can't be used because God has a plan and a purpose for all of our lives. He knew us before he formed us in our mother's wombs. So I just want to encourage you all on today that even when you are overlooked for a position, even when people may feel like you don't have the experience that you need to be great, with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of Jesus Christ, we can do all things. Like, there is nothing that's impossible. Um, Like, right now, I'm believing for a miracle for the reconstruction of my family. So, I would just say, um, don't be afraid to, you know, have expectations, you know, um, I would just say, you know, if those expectations don't occur, then we can't get mad at God. You know, we just have to accept that, okay, Lord, maybe, you know, you have something better for me. There's something greater later. You know, if this is not working out, if this is not, you know, God's will for our lives, then we have to, you know, keep our faith in him that he's he might have shut this door, but there's going to be another door down the line that's going to open that's going to be better than this door. You know, like that, uh, the image on social media where Jesus is trying to ask the girl for her teddy bear because he got a bigger one behind his back for her. But she's like so ho- trying to hold on to, you know, what she has. Um, it reminds me of the story of uh, Abraham or Isaac. Nah, whoever was supposed to sacrifice their son, they've been praying for their son all this time. And he was willing to sacrifice it. He was willing to give it back to God. And God provided a, another option for him. God provided a way out so he didn't have to give up what he loved, you know, and held dearly and close to his heart. So I feel like God always provide a ram in the bush, you know, like, I just feel like we just have to have our eyes, you know, open and our ears open. And we have to be in a posture of prayer and surrender. Um, So I think that's how I was able to, you know, God was able to soften my heart today because I was 
getting to a point where my heart was starting to become hard, but God was able to um, come in and just restore and just turn things around just that quickly, right before I, I, I don't even, like, honestly, I feel like it's not too late, but I feel like It could be, you know, <laughs> like I'm basically just praying and hoping that God's will be done. You know, whatever that will is, then I have to, you know, be okay with it. But um, I said all that to say, like, God is good and he is enough and you are enough and I am enough and even Jesus was rejected, you know, from his own people. Jesus was rejected by his own people. And the story that I want to uh, mention that um, that was in that sermon, the good example, like a visual, was the fact that, you know, when Jesus healed the blind man, you know, he spit on him, you know, and everybody takes spitting to be very disrespectful. Like, that's like one of the most nasty, disrespectful things you could do to somebody, you know? Because, of course, our our saliva doesn't include healing properties. So, you know, it's just germs if we spit on somebody. But the Lord, our God, his saliva had healing properties in it. And it was proved multiple times, you know, in the Bible where he you know, mix the spit, the saliva with, um, mud, you know, he did it multiple times just to show that it wasn't like a fluke, you know, like, oh, this one time thing. But basically I was saying like, when he spit on the man, people who probably heard about it, him spitting on the man. Oh, like a more modern day example would be Pastor Michael Ty, y'all remember this? Uh, everybody was going crazy because he spit on his brother just to depict that story, like in real life, you know. And everybody was like, "Ugh, he nasty!" Like, you know, stuff. They was just talking about him, but they missed it. You know, it went over their heads. Like he was literally trying to show a depiction, you know, and he it. Who are we? I'm 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 no one to judge, you know. I'm sure he had good intentions, but it wasn't the best thing to do since you know all the COVID stuff is going around. But the point, the fact that the matter is, when people, you know, people, it it could be deemed as disrespect. You know, it's all about perspective, basically. Um, one thing we somebody deemed as disrespect is not seeing as disrespect to somebody else, you know, or they might be able to, you know, have that knowledge and understanding. But I feel like that's where like the Holy Spirit comes in that because sometimes we don't always understand where or what the other person meant by what they did or said, you know, we just kind of take it personal like so I'm just um wanted to talk about like knowing that knowing like 
your worth and but not letting it get to your head, not being like prideful about it, not being like, oh, well, <laughs> kind of like, kind of like, uh, not like, I, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble explaining putting this into words because it's like I feel it like I've I've experienced it like but it's just kind of hard to put in words so for lack of a better word being big-headed you know like and being arrogant yeah that that's the word that's that's a good word like being arrogant it's like don't we got to have balance we can't be like too confident like on our high horse we got to find a good balance to where God can still direct our path, you know, even when we are riding at a good pace, you know, even and even when we are doing good, like we got gotta be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit, you know, and ask God, okay, Lord, should I say this? Should I not say this? Like we gotta be quick to think and slow to speak. Um, and I'm guilty of that, Lord. Please forgive me because I'm not always slow to speak, you know, even, even I, I have got better with, you know, being slow to speak, but my thoughts ain't slow to speak, you know, <laughs> like my, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody, I might not say what I'm thinking out loud, but you know, we quick to think the response, think of the response before the person even get done talking. So it's just like, it's, it's difficult, but you know, we can do it. Um, we definitely can. Uh, another thing that I wanted to share was the fact that, you know, we are, you know, on our paths. We have to know, like, what God is leading us to. Um, and we because it helps us to discern, you know, when the enemy tries to use opposing views to knock us off our square, you know, knock us off balance, knock us, you know, out of whack, like, um, take us out of sync, take us, remove us from the connection in the relationship that we have, you know, with God, you know, um, and when this happens, it implants a seed of dysfunction and bitterness, um, within you, but God wants to plant within us, trust, hope, and for us to know that, like I stated earlier, God is not withholding anything from us. Um, God is always providing for us, like, literally, like, I've been, uh, recently, I've been well, not even recently. I would say, like, since I, um, I would just use an example about like tithes, right? Paying my tithes and offerings. Um, this particular, like, a couple of weeks ago, I got really low on money, and I was thinking. Okay, so I quit my job February 8th, and I was, what, like a month after that, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little low on money. 
I had the thought, I ain't even going to lie, I had the thought, should I pay my tithes or should I just, you know, (laughs) but I'm glad that I went on to pay my tithes because I feel like God literally gave it right back to me, like right when I needed it most, right when my account was low, low, you know, like he literally, and when I tell y'all the money came from out the blue, like it literally like $200 just appeared in my account. And I don't know where it came from. Like I was looking to see like where the deposit, you know, came from and it just, it, it's non-existent. And I really do feel like God literally dropped that in my account just to show me like, I am your provider. You don't have to worry about nothing. You know, even when people are not doing what they're supposed to do, holding up their end of the, you know, deal, then God will still make sure you have everything you need. God will never leave us nor forsake us. So I just want y'all to remember that, like when you're going through your hard times, your your challenging times, and even if you're in a good place right now, you know, it's always good to be grateful, just be like, thank you, God, you know, for giving you the endurance to, you know, even go through daily tasks and activities, you know, working, um, eating healthy, working out, um, trying to do personal development things, like uh, trying to build your relationship with God, trying to get all your goals and things on your to-do list accomplished. I'm I'm just praying that, you know, we are all in God's will and that God will continue to be able to, you know, push us forward and help us to be leaders of um, good moral standards. And I'm just, I just wanted to come on here basically and share that when you, rejection is not all bad. I just wanted to, you know, encourage you all that when the world rejects us, God does not, you know, um, especially when we accept Jesus in our lives as our Lord and Savior, especially when we have, you know, the gift of salvation, the free gift of salvation. Like we have to utilize it, you know, utilize what comes with the Holy Spirit, utilize um, God's inspiration and just, you know, try to allow his word to regenerate and empower us and, you know, intercede on our behalf, even when we cannot intercede on our own behalf, you know, I think that's, that's really important. Um, when it comes to like, uh, praise and worship, like, because it requires you to sacrifice. It requires you to be still. It requires you to, you know, posture yourself in a way that is, you know, that you normally wouldn't, you know, on the day-to-day, you know, when you doing stuff, basically. So I'm just grateful that, you know, everything is happening according to God's will. I'm just grateful that, you know, our faith can be increased during this season of, you know, trials and hard times. Um, if you all have any, you know, questions, comments, or concerns, or any topics you would like us to discuss, um, y'all can email it to us at EQ Loves Jesus. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Um, thank you all for tuning in. 
if you have any prayer requests, you can also like um, post your prayer requests on our social media. You can DM them to us or you can um, email it to us. And if you want to be a special guest on our podcast, you can always um, hit us up with at the social media things that will be linked in the description below. So thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for those of you who are listening. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will just continue to guide us on the right path, oh God. Help us to not make our own path, Lord. Help us to take the path of least resistance, oh God, that you have already set before us, oh God. Help us to not bump our heads if you have already told us, oh God. Help us to not fall into the traps and snares that the enemy set before us, oh God. Help us to be able to cast down the lion that's seeking to devour us, oh God, and tear apart families and marriages, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just continue to be with us, oh God, during these tough times, oh God. Continue to increase our endurance, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for our weakness, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to acknowledge our weakness and when we are wrong, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would continue to convict our hearts, oh God, to continue to help us to change, oh God, and become the men and women you've called us to be, oh Father God. I thank you, Lord, for safe traveling grace, Lord, for those who may be listening to this in their cars, oh God, in their vehicles, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that no accidents or mishaps would occur, oh God. I thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for their families, oh God. I pray for their marriages, oh God, for even if they are single, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would help them to be able to build on a solid foundation, Lord, by themselves, oh God, that they would not rush into relationships, oh God, that they would be able, that we would all be able to seek you first, Lord, before making decisions, Lord, that whether big or small, oh God, help us to be able to surrender to your will for our lives, oh God, so that we can be able to succeed, oh God, and excel, Lord, and be able to achieve and accomplish all that you have for us, oh Father God, because we know that You have our best interests at heart, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, oh God, for your grace and mercy that is renewed every day, Father God. I thank you and I ask for forgiveness for all of our sins, Lord, that we have committed both knowingly and unknowingly, oh Father God. I praise you right now, Father God, and I ask that you would help us to be able to say no, oh God, be able to put you first, oh God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I know that some of us have not accepted Jesus in our lives, and I just want to give you an opportunity. If you feel called, then I would like to read with you Romans 10 and 9. It says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved so i would like to say a short salvation prayer with you it says dear lord jesus and you can repeat after me thank you for dying on the cross for my sin Please forgive me and come into my life. 
I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.